Welcome to the Nerd Gospel Podcast, where it's true, all of it. Sin, the gospel, they're real. I'm Heath. I'm Jeremy. Let's get to the news. Masters of the Universe live action film. Are you a fan of Masters of the Universe? Is this He-Man? Yeah. He-Man. Well, yeah. He-Man. And Skeletor. <laughs> of course. The Beast. You ever Beast watch Man? That? Skeletor. Yeah, Beast Man. And yeah. oh, what's the girl's name? Oh, I can't think of her They're all name. very whiny. Jelana or whatever name. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe I'm thinking of. I mix, I mix Masters of the Universe with Thundercats far too often. And I should. I don't know how you can. Because one's th- cats... And one's <laughs> not, you know, back in that time, I guess cats was a really big thing because cats was a musical uh-huh. and they all kind of look like Thundercats. Have yeah. you ever noticed that? Panthro is so cool. Yeah. He's awesome. He's I, very sleek. He's awesome. Yeah. He's awesome. He's my That's favorite. a great show. Masters of the Universe live action film. That'll be kind of cool, I guess, but they've already done this. I actually have this on VHS, like an old Masters Yeah, I was going to say, it could easily be really yeah. terrible. He-Man! Uh, Nerdist interviewed Margot Robbie. They're talking to Margot Robbie, and she comments that she's developing a standalone Harley Quinn movie. Okay, That's in addition to Gotham City Sirens, the Joker in Harley film, and Suicide Squad 2. It's four movies too much of Harley Quinn. What do you think? Yeah, I thought one movie of her Harley Quinn was was playing. Yes, absolutely. Slash too much. Yeah, I thought it was too much. Uh, I, I get people love Harley Quinn. I get that. There are some guys who are absolutely. I don't her. get it. And it's, well, she's a sex symbol. And well, that's why. That's okay. Gross. It's really gross. It's weird. But they love Harley Quinn. I think. I think one movie was fine with her. Mm-hmm. I think two movies is going to be exhausting. Three is going to make me want to. <laughs> I'm not going to go through what each <laughs> one will do to me. But suffice to say, by the end, I'll just not. I'll stop watching the movies. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to get at. So. I'm going to stop now. Oh, okay. Just at number two. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Suicide okay. Squad two. The thought of them making a Suicide Squad two sounds like the dumbest thing on earth. Yeah. I don't know why they would do that. Yeah. Uh, the here's the crazy thing: Suicide Squad two, as of this moment, has more money made than uh, Justice League. So yeah, that's, has it what? It hasn't yeah. come out. I, oh, Suicide Squad one. I'm sorry, one. Suicide Squad made more one. than Justice League currently, which yeah. is bizarre to think about. Well, because the there running. was there was hype for that where yeah. people had well, already the decided trailer, Justice League sucked. The trailer looked pretty cool, actually. Yeah, like did. I thought the trailer looked really cool, but it yeah. was actually all the first ten minutes of the movie. Yeah. yeah, which was the and best part the, of that. The one liners. Yeah, and the one liners. Yeah. Mark Hamill, who plays Luke Skywalker. Who is this now? Yeah, Luke Skywalker. Okay. Uh, Mark Hamill says the ending to Last Jedi was changed at the last minute. Why what would that be? happen? I what don't do you know. think? Do you think like Chewbacca like rips his arms off or something? And they're like, no, we shouldn't do that. We probably shouldn't. Yeah. Right. And then like the porgs took over the little bird penguin I, creatures. I wonder if somebody like some producer decided, look, yep. I know you want to end this here. Yep. But it's not. Ending no, here. we're not. doing. That's not going to make <laughs> enough toys. OK, yeah, we are going to continue this. I wonder if it's a continuation ending. That'd be or, you know what? But sometimes Disney like they're so dramatic that if somebody leaked it, mm-hmm. leaked the ending, they would redo the whole thing. Just yeah. to stop because they're very tight lipped on that stuff. Right. So I wouldn't be surprised if that was, you know, like they had, I don't know if you've seen this article where they had the Millennium Falcon covered up by giant train car. Yeah. Um, what are they? Cargo. Right. Freight things. They had it covered up and only via Google, Google Earth, Earth. Right. Did they find it? They did a satellite. View. So, so they go overboard to try to keep things quiet. I mean, which I admire them for. Which means this could just be disinformation. Yeah. Mark Hamill could be like a secret agent for. Yes. Uh, Disney. Yeah. It is a little odd though. I was like, did we were we not supposed to know that the Millennium Falcon was in this one because we already knew that? So I guess you know maybe, maybe. some guy named George was like, we got to cover up the Millennium Falcon. Nobody knows about this thing. And he's <laughs> never seen Force Awakens. Like he thinks this is the big reveal. Like he's like, this will be huge. You yeah, know? it's a big ship. Oh, uh, scallops have eyes. 
Scallops of eyes. Jeremy, you have the article for that. Now, this is important. Yes. Science biology news. Yes. Scallops. I, I, I just, I just want to read this eat. verbatim. Yes. This science news <laughs> yeah. says there's stiff competition for the most elaborate <laughs> eyeballs in the animal kingdom. Uh-oh. But a mollusk that turns up on dinner plates might be a finalist. There it is. Each of a scallop's eyes, which it has 200 of. What? Is about a millimeter in diameter and contains millions of perfectly square flat crystals that build up into a mirrored mosaic. Oh. New research shows. That's amazing. So yeah. just think about that. The next time, here's the thing. The next time you eat a scallop, mm-hmm. it sees you eating itself 200 in times. 200. 200 different ways. Mirrored mosaic. Mosaic. In, a, in a mosaic of sad, tragic symphony, like it sees mm-hmm. like it's death, mm-hmm. 200 different picturesque ways that's if you eat it alive if you eat it alive which i don't think of course they cook it too. Right. uh but it's the same thing about a fly like i'll never kill a fly in the same way like it sees me kill it multiple different ways well, lots of facets <laughs> of its own death my dog i just hold my little dachshund up and it eats the flies it like like oh, slurps them up. weird yeah very uh, bizarre. but anyway god is amazing and the more we <laughs> dig into uh the more we dig into biological complexity the more amazing it yeah gets. it's absolutely you know it blows my mind consistently how god has just made his creation interact with itself. Like I, I watched these guy on YouTube called ants Canada. I think I've talked about in the past. Mm -hmm. Ants are fascinating creatures and they have built in like hardwired, you know, people say, Oh year, you know, millions of years of genetic, whatever hardwired. Uh, It's just incredible what they do and how they reproduce and how there's Queens and, and each species is so much different than the others. Like there are so many different species of ants and you go, well, why are they all, if there are millions of years of hardwiring, why aren't there just one dominant species? Hmm. Why are there so many, you know, so it's just, it's just amazing. Ants alone. You could do that with every single type of little insect and animal and bug, the way they respond to things. And it's just, wow. Yeah. So remember, God loves complexity and yeah. not everything is simple. So yeah. stop trying to make it simple. Yeah. He's an artist. That's right. Word. Scallops, <laughs> 200 eyes. Incredible. Now I'm hungry. What? Uh, <laughs> let's chat Punisher. Let's chat Punisher. So okay, this chat. is this is gonna be a, a, a difficult conversation. Okay, is this, are you challenging I'm me? I'm setting us up, <laughs> oh. setting us up for a difficult time. Uh, I watched Punisher a while back, probably when it first came out. Yeah, and this I've is the been, new Netflix series. Yes, mm-hmm. and I've been hesitant to talk about it because of many reasons. Mm-hmm. One, it's incredibly graphic. Yeah, very very violent graphic, and the Punisher's whole shtick, like we I think we mentioned this a while yes. back, he just kills. And he doesn't have time for justice. He doesn't have time because his justice is extreme justice, right? Yeah. He doesn't have time for the courts, I should say. Right. And and he, part of it's because he knows the courts will let them off. Yeah. Because they're so high up. And these are men who are untouchable, basically, that he goes after. Yeah. Okay. And well, whoever's yeah. in the way while yeah. he gets to this. Or point. whoever's in the way, right? But he does his best to avoid that's unnecessary true. catches, that's true. I should say. So, so that's why I've been having trouble talking about it. After seeing the show as well, there's a lot of sexual stuff in it that doesn't need to be there. It is because it's a TV show. Yeah. And if you listen to our last episode, Fifty Shades of Grey is the fourth most talked about, whatever, you know, trailer. Right. Um, so that's why I've been hesitant to talk about it. Now, Jeremy's been watching it a little bit mm-hmm. as well, right? Mm-hmm. You're not uh, done with it, I, correct? I'm not done yet. Uh, either way, I yeah. haven't finished it, and I'm not going to stop watching yeah. it. Yeah. Because the storytelling in this show is... Great. Yeah. I I guess, to be perfectly honest, I do have a little bit of a hard time with, is this actually okay for me to be viewing? Yeah. Uh, the sex stuff I know is not okay for me. Just me personally, I 
Yeah. I'm not one of those guys that is, is so confident in their ability to fight sexual sin. I just don't have that. Yeah. So those you can fast need fast forwarded for through. me. I'm, yep. I'm not interested in, you know, seeing that part of the story. No, thank you. Yeah. Uh, but it doesn't the, add anything either. Right. Doesn't add anything. Well, if it did, I still, I yeah. can't do it. Yeah. Uh, but the violence is pervasive. Like there's no part of the Punisher other than, you know, when he's having a campy conversation yep. with his buddy who he's got tied to a chair. Yeah. Uh, other than those parts, it's violence throughout. Uh, and it is important to the story. I don't know. I'm having a hard time. Like, is this okay for me? I know it's, uh, you talked about it's, uh, yeah. it's makeup. It's fake. It's not real. We don't, we're not uh, watching someone torture someone. Yeah. We're watching someone pretend to torture someone, which it gets a little fuzzy for, for me. Yeah, I really so, don't know. Yeah. So I think the reason I just wanted to bring it up really quick is because how do, as Christians, mm -hmm. how do we watch stuff like that? Should we watch stuff like that? Right. Um, after watching the whole thing, I think I can come away with what you're saying. The storytelling is phenomenal. Yeah. Right. It's a really great screen. It's a really great screenplay. There's a lot of really great stuff that needs to be brought to light. So mm. part of the issue that is really brought to life is military soldiers, Marines, anybody, we send them off, we train them to kill. Right yeah. to to murder people, kill people, not murder, but to to enact justice. I guess mm -hmm. right uh, to go and, and and fight and kill, and we train them to be warriors. Yeah. And then after their duty is over, they come back to civilian life. How how do they do that? Yeah, because they've been trained to be these warriors. Back in the day, if you were a warrior, like that was your whole job for the rest of your life. You were a soldier, basically. Right. And you see this play out in other things like Gladiator or stuff like that, where they mm -hmm. come back and they have trouble readjusting. Yeah. So in the show Punisher, this kid comes back and there's part of this group, like almost like an AA group, right. but for warriors. just a support group. Yeah, for yeah. a support group for soldiers. Mm -hmm. And how does they readjust? And with PTSD and all this stuff going on. So I think it brings to life a lot of brings to light a lot of really important subjects that we need to talk about. Right. We need to not shove these under the floor and pretend like soldiers don't come back with PTSD. Like as Christians, we are pro-life and we care about our soldiers. Like yeah. we care about their life. So we care about their mental state. We want them to have a home and we want them to have hope in the gospel. Okay. Yeah. So I appreciate that aspect of it. Now, like we said, the sexual stuff, I, I don't like at all. It doesn't add anything to it. It takes away for me because it, because it could have brought, brought a lot of light to something really good. And instead mm -hmm. you, you run people out by doing yeah. that. Yeah. The violence is unnecessarily violent just to show you how violent he is, I guess. Right. Um, so I guess coming from Jeremy's perspective i absolutely understand like having seen the whole show now i i appreciate what it did really well i'm saddened by what it didn't do right but but it's ex excesses mm -hmm. um and this kind of goes back to when we were talking about uh, x-men they they're going let's go hard r let's go hard r that they go hard r not because they want to tell a story but because they want to feed into sin yeah right yeah um so so i guess here's what i'm saying i wouldn't i wouldn't recommend this I can't recommend it. Right. I can't tell you to go watch this. Right. Um, yeah, I agree. I, I watched it and I have a certain level of discernment, but ultimately me watching that is between me and the Lord. Like I do need to, like Jeremy said, we, I need to think about it. Mm -hmm. Right. And I need to process some of it. Um, anytime I watch something like that. Right? Or, or if, in when you're deciding if you will or yeah. not. Yeah. Or After you watched not. it. It's yeah. <laughs> and, and the other thing I will say, as I watched it with my wife, um, so it wasn't me just sitting there watch for the sexual stuff, right? Mm -hmm. I watched mm -hmm. it with my wife. And so we were discerning together. Um, and we, ha we had m so many conversations about it afterwards mm. and stuff like that. So anytime you, you encounter stuff like this, I think always go with caution, yeah. always know your own heart for anything, right? You could go see a PG 13 that would have horrible stuff. It doesn't have to be R rated. Right. Okay? So know your own heart, know where you are in your faith, right? And don't pollute your mind with that kind of stuff. 
Yeah. Right. Don't pollute your mind. So I, I wish I could go back and take it out of my brain. Mm-hmm. Some of the stuff I saw on that, you know, cause it is violent. Now I don't, it's all makeup. I grew up doing drama. It's makeup. I know it's fake. Um, but it's still very violent. And I did turn my head multiple times. Like I didn't want to watch. Right. So yeah. anyways, I, I don't, I don't know where I come down on that because I don't want to, I don't want to be legalistic and, and tell everybody, no, you can't watch anything. You can't do any of that stuff. Uh, but I also don't want to encourage people to watch that stuff. Does that make right. sense? What I'm saying? It does. I I think uh, I think you're hearing us not really know what the end of that yeah. answer yeah. is. Uh, but I think something we can confidently say is it's definitely not for kids. Uh, no, not for anybody who's just feels a little iffy about that stuff. I would just say yeah. avoid it. You're not, you know. This is such a niche crowd that's going to watch Punisher. Like it really <laughs> is. Like I mean, you you watch the first two episodes and you're like, okay, I'm either in or out. Like yeah, you're, because it's very violent. Yeah, and honestly, you could watch the first ten minutes and decide if you're in or out. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's just, uh, I guess, I guess our suggestion would be if you have any part of you that doesn't want to watch it, uh, definitely don't. And yeah. if you've got any, you know, even if you don't have a part of you that doesn't want to watch it, maybe strongly consider uh, whether you should or not. Yeah. yeah, I think I think there's an uncomfortable juggling here that Jeremy and I are doing as well. Like we're we're trying to still. We're working through our faith with fear and trembling and stuff like this causes yeah. us to do that, which is great. I think so. Uh, um, on one respect, I'm, I'm thankful as I grow and get older. And it could be down the line, I just don't watch anything like this at all. And mm-hmm. I've, I've gotten to a point where I've, I've reconciled it and I thought, okay, this is not for me. Why would I ever do that? So, yeah. And I could get there, but I'm still young and foolish and I make mistakes all the time. I yeah. really do. Um, so anyways, I, yeah. Anything else? I'm oddly literally wringing my hands right now. I will so. not go see Deadpool 2. <laughs> I'm putting it on the record right now. I refuse to go see Deadpool 2. I'm not going to see it. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I saw the first one. And it was a mistake, and I shouldn't have seen it, and I'm not going to go see number two. I didn't so. see the first one, so yeah, I don't yeah. know what that... <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. What a judgment. Oh, my word. I just got so... I felt so judged. Don't you know the Bible says don't judge, Jeremy? Oh, my I, word, I know it says don't Jeremy. see Deadpool. I read that. <laughs> it, it does say first that. Mark. It got, yeah, Lucas went back and added that in the Bible. He said don't wow. see Deadpool. <laughs> That's something Lucas would do. <laughs> uh, let's get to the main event. See, we can get heavy. We can have fun. We can, you know, we're look at how versatile, Jeremy. We're, just, we're two men on the on a tightrope. All right, here we go. Main event. It's time. The Force Awakens. Because mm-hmm. it was asleep, you see. And the alarm, what was the what would be the alarm clock in this scenario? I guess I, R2D2. The return of Kylo Ren? <laughs> I get oh, maybe when Kylo Ren switched sides. Yeah. Oh, like, the hey, force awoken. The, the alarm force clock. Like, I'm tired of back. sleeping. Uh thankfully, our Lord God, Yahweh, neither slumbers nor sleeps. No. And that's a great comfort to me. It is. But the force had to wake up. So the force woke up in this movie. Now, it's actually been probably about six months since I've seen this. Okay. So we didn't watch this one, Jeremy. When was the last time we you felt saw like it? it was fresh enough? Yeah, yeah, it's still probably really is fresh. six months. I, uh, I mean, I def, I saw it on video after it came out. Yeah, I saw it in the theater and then later. Yeah. on on DVD. So yeah, I yeah, I liked it. I like this one. Yeah, uh, you know something we didn't talk about last episode. What is your having seen the original trilogy now again? Right, fresh light. What? Where is your like? What's your number one? Uh, what's your number two? Like, where are you where are you standing right now? I started with Empire. Yep, that's been my long standing for the last ten years or longer. Yeah, said that was my favorite. It's been your foundation. I'm afraid I've switched. Yes, I'm oh. afraid I have to join yes. the Return of the join Jedi, the Ewok, <laughs> the Ewok Legion, the Society of Ewoks. It's really good. It is really good. Uh, I really like that the the characters are all grown up and handling their business. Yeah, I there's really so like much there's so much that takes place as well and yeah. really great scenes. Lots of great stuff. And Return of Jedi. That's mine yeah. too. Yeah. I go Return, Return, Empire, New Hope, 
and then obviously I fit everything else in that line. So yeah, I think I put. Uh, uh, Would you put the, Rogue the one? one? There we go, Rogue One. I was like Rebel. You put one. it in front of Force Awakens. In front of Force Awakens for sure. Oh, you do. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I it around. might come into the trilogy for me. Really? Which I know might be a little bit of a, That's a no-no. Blasphemy. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I think I think it's in there. So maybe I go Jedi or Return, yep. Empire, and then Rogue. Okay. All right. You're not. I don't know. I got to think about hope. that. Yeah. I'm not sure. Uh, I I liked Force Awakens. I knew a lot of people hated on it. Because it is like so. Having seen the the original trilogy again in mm-hmm. fresh eyes, mm-hmm. it's so much New Hope. I mean, it is crazy like New Hope. Yeah. Uh, basically, New Hope. This is New Hope 2.0. And if so, is that a bad thing? That's what I'm kind of toying with. Is that a bad thing? I think. You well, think it is? I think so because it's it's different than taking. So you can take the uh, archetypical. Archetypal? Archetypical? Archetypical? Yeah. Anyway, you can take that basic oh, story. Like <laughs> and uh and retell it, that's fine. Yeah. But to have it kind of run this it's weird scene exactly for scene, like, it's, it's almost a little exactly. too much. So the twenty fifteen was released, Force Awakens was released twenty fifteen. Yeah. New Hope was nineteen seventy seven. So this is my my only argument for why it, it it's okay for it to be so close is because I think I think JJ Abrams was doing something there specifically mm. based on who Ray is, mm. I think. Uh, and then also, I think it was a Star Wars for a new generation. Because if you think 19, 2015 to 1977, I can't do the math. I can't do fast math. Fast math. But uh, I don't know, 30 it's years, 40-something uh, 23, years? 38 years. 38 years. That's a, what? L- that's that a long right. time. Between it is right. That, between the two. Okay, no, that's not right. Yes, it is, because it's 23 plus 15. That's 38. Sure. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it is. <laughs> get your phone out real quick. Uh, but that's a long time. So I get it. Like That's a whole new generation of kids who are going to grow up with Star Wars and they New Hope's kind of the beginning. Yeah. So interesting. Uh, and also I think he wanted us to I wanted the you know JJ wanted to bring us back to the nostalgia we felt from New Hope. And they did that. Okay, with the yeah. Millennium Falcon with Han and Han, Han Solo, Han Solo. <laughs> uh somewhere around 34 years since New Hope in the universe. That's actually when it takes place. So from the end of New Hope, it's been about 34 years. Right. It takes place 30 years after Empire Strikes Back. Okay. So that's kind of just some you know, development. So if you want to start doing some math there and be like, okay, then who could raise, who could be raised, you know, parents, blah, blah, you can do that. Mm -hmm. Uh, And smarter people than I have done that. So let's talk the plot. Uh, What do you like about this movie? We won't go like plot for plot, but just like, what are some things you like about it? Uh, I think one of the more interesting things they do is to humanize the stormtroopers with Finn. I actually read, or I guess it was a video. Who reads? Uh, but is this video yeah. talking about the uh, nobody? The paradox is what they called it of the stormtroopers, and what they what they're setting up is we see Finn humanized, and then we automatically have to yeah. assume that every stormtrooper is somebody with a personality. So they're not going not be, just a clone anymore, right? Because it's been thirty something years. Yeah, and that includes in the original trilogy, the clones were only in the prequels, right? Yeah. So you've got these guys. Well, specifically supposedly now in the in the trilogy originally those are still clones i'm pretty sure well then because that's still his army that's still the emperor's army okay. and you don't see any of the yeah i don't know well you never see one finn's the first yeah. one to ever take yeah. his helmet off. ever take his helmet off that's oh that's so true yeah and you've got uh you've got this this the paradox they put up is we've been blasting faceless nameless stormtroopers for mindlessly know, seven movies yeah and all of a sudden we've got one that takes his helmet off and we find out he's a real man with kind of a big personality. It's yeah. not he's not a, a monotone r- robot. And that's kind of and what you want to He doesn't want to fight. He like he he sees what they're doing and he's like he doesn't yeah. just go business as usual like all the other stormtroopers. Yeah. They're like mindless drones. But it creates this problem where now we're seeing all the stormtroopers get shot 
and it, it does a counter and it's like yeah. 86 get that get shot in this movie yeah in the force awakens and uh like how are we supposed to feel about that because in the old movies it's fine they're nameless faceless they're just stormtroopers yeah but now there we know there's a, a human being behind that that helmet that just got blasted yeah it's it's interesting i wonder if because the thing is in the prequels since they were clones lucas mm-hmm. had them all have the same voice it was the same actor right right in the in the new ones though, in Force Awakens, there's they all have different voices, mm-hmm. and even in the original trilogy, they all have different voices. And you get the new character, the silver lady. Yeah, yeah, you, her name is yeah, uh, Captain Phasma. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. And you and you have the one with the the baton, the Force baton that fights Finn. You've got some of you. you I think you have famous actors wanting to voice stormtroopers now. Like if yeah. you look at IMDb, you'll see all. You're like, wait, he was in that. Wait, what are you talking? I'm like, what? That guy was in there. The guy yeah. plays James Bond. Daniel Craig's one of the stormtroopers. Really? Yeah. He does the interrogation stormtrooper. Oh wow! That gets hit or whatever. And you've got like personalities coming out. Like the one stormtrooper dies and then rubs the the blood across uh, Finn's helmet. Yeah, yeah. Like there's like they interactions don't just fall backwards and anymore. personality and stuff. And all of a sudden that's new, and you're like, how am I supposed to feel about these eighty six yeah. guys that are going to get blasted? Yeah, you know, and, and the not, guys that all the Ewoks killed in the last movie. And they're not all inept. <laughs> like in the old one, like they could not shoot the broadside of the barn. Like they're, yeah. they're literally right in front of them and every single blaster just right over their heads. Like they are just so, I mean, it's awful. But Obi-Wan Kenobi said that they're such great shots. Yeah, remember? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, so, so yeah, that's a, that's cool. That's really neat. I like Poe Dameron. Um, I like Maz Kanata. I like some of these new characters they introduce. Mm. I like anytime Star Wars opens up the world. I yeah, like that. Right. Because the world of Star Wars is really cool. Yeah, Ewoks, and you know, not so much Gungans. Jar Jar, Jar Jar, yeah, Jar Jar, amazing. Misa, opened it up. Uh, I love that. I like that stuff. That's yeah. one of some of my most favorite stuff. When it's not ridiculous, and it's just like there's another when it's done uh, serious entity. Like, yeah, like that's pretty cool. Yeah, really yeah. cool. Um, I like, and here's the thing: we talked about last episode. We talked about great art. How great art, or at mm. least art in general, puts forth questions, and it doesn't answer everything. It doesn't put everything in a neat little bow. Sure. And the cool thing about this movie is there has been. For a movie that some people didn't like, hmm. there's been more chatter about this movie about Force Awakens than almost uh, than most movies in nowadays. Yeah, like who, who are Ray's parents? Who is Snoke? Where does he come from? Right. I like that they didn't just answer questions. Yeah, you've just got people introduced and yeah. good luck. We'll see. And that's part of that's a credit to J.J. Abrams. J.J. I can talk about this all day long. J.J. Abrams loves mystery, hmm. and I love mystery. When J.J. was younger, he got this box of mystery. This like thing for a present or something like mm-hmm. that. And it was just called Box of Mystery. And he's talked about this, how to this day he's never opened it. He has it. Mm. And he always wonders what's in that box of mystery, but he leaves it closed because he wants to know that as long as there's no as long as there's one mystery in the world, that it's it's a beautiful world. <laughs> I love that. I love that. And call me like that's like romantic or sentimental. Yeah. yeah. I love that idea that JJ's box will always be closed. Yeah. And so there will always be one mystery, at least in the world. You know what I mean? I love wow. that. That is it's cool. It's cool. Weird. And it's cool for me too because God is like, there's so much mystery in God. And there's stuff that I n- will never know. And honestly, I don't like as m- much as I want to know everything there is to know about God. Like, I know mm. I'll never know that. And that's okay with me. Yeah. Like, I love that there's a, I love that God cannot be put in a box that in my box of mystery, God's, he's not in there because he's too big. Yeah. And so he's just this beautiful, massive mystery. Uh, and that's part, part of people like JJ who think a little different and act a little different. That's why they, they do leave an impact on society in a way. Huh. Like JJ's movies, you know, say what you will. He's influenced by Spielberg. Say what you will. He makes decent movies. And, the, and I, I've never hated one of them. Like Cloverfield was great. I like, mm. you know, 
that one he did about 88, whatever I can't super 88. Right. Yeah. Nobody remembers that. Yeah. I liked it. You know? So, so anyways, uh, that's my complete side tangent. Anything else about the movie itself? Well, Ray. Yeah. Ray. Yeah. What, uh, what do what do you, what do you, what's your overall thoughts on Ray? Like who she is or whatever? No. Okay. So I like, do you like her? I like Ray. Yeah. I like, so going back and seeing the trilogy, Leia is really, really powerful. Like she's a really powerful character. She's giving orders. She's giving commands. Um, and there's something really cool about that because you don't see that in every movie. A lot mm-hmm. of, you know, especially in like big action movies, the girls are kind of side characters or just solely sex symbols. Right. I think that's why I'm so upset about the slave Leia thing is because you take this really powerful person and you make her chained up and she has to be rescued. Yeah. And she's the one who came to rescue Han Solo. Like I hate that they flipped it. Like what was the, I don't know. I hate that. So I like Ray that she's the one who consistently throughout this whole movie knows what to do, knows how to fix things, pilots a ship, yeah. knows where to hide, and saves the day. I like it. What The only problem I have with yeah. her is she's too lucky. Like She doesn't actually know how to do all that stuff. It just works out. Yeah, but, but so, crazy. But here, so if you go back to what I said about how it's a New Hope 2.0, uh-huh. Luke is too lucky. Yeah, he he. Everything just is like he does this perfectly. He does this. He happens upon this, and she is uh, the modeling Luke. She's the new Luke. Yeah. Okay. Which which as we talk about later on, which is why I think there there's something connecting them. Mm. Okay. Mm. I, I don't know if I don't know if he's the the father or what it is, but we'll talk about that later. Okay. So I like Ray. Uh, I think she's fun. I think Finn's fun. I think they added a lot of cool stuff. Um, I get what people say. It's like a basically a rehashing. There's Star Killer Base, right? Right. <laughs> Instead of you know, there's Star Killer Base, and it's on a planet, and you know that's sort of silly. And General Hux, and I don't know. the The Empire does not th- seem threatening in this one to me. Hmm. Like it's just kind of there, and they have some sort of haphazard plan that they're going to blow stuff up. But but literally, they go in, they go. Let's turn off the. You know, they go to Captain Phasma, and unless she gives them the codes. Because they, they cannot disarm the shields, right? right? Unless she gives them the codes, they're done. And Captain Phasma should say, on my dead body, you'll get those codes. Right. No, she gives them the codes. Yeah. And you go, what? Literally, she gave up the codes to blow up Starkiller. Like, it, without Captain Phasma giving up the codes, that whole movie ends. Yeah. So that's such, that's <laughs> such a weak point. Right, at least in Return of the Jedi, the Ewoks have to fight, and there's more momentum going on. Mm-hmm. Han's trying to open the blast doors, and they keep closing. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's more going on in this one. Captain Phasma just rolls over, and she doesn't do anything important at all in right. the entire film. Right. So I hope, I hope, uh, Last Jedi gives her some more to do. She's in there and so. redeems her a little bit because, as far as being a bad guy, she stinks at that point. She didn't really do anything but walk around, and but look shiny. except for blow up Starkiller Base because it's yeah. all her fault. So, um, anyways. Yeah, that's that's a mess. So, all right, let's let's move on here. So, Han Solo, I started out by doing his quote. It's true. All of it. The dark side, the Jedi, they're real. Right, grizzled Harrison mm. Ford. Very, uh, very grizzly. So cool for one mm. thing. That's part of why I love Force Awakens is it it's incredibly nostalgic. Yeah. And you I love seeing the Falcon again. I love seeing Han Solo again. I love being back in that world and I love that him and Leia are kind of in a fight right now. I lo- I just mm. love that it's it's fun, you mm-hmm. know? The aliens, the creatures, I love it. So he says it's true all of it the dark side of the Jedi they're real. And we've moved as we talked about in previous episodes, we moved from Han Solo the atheist, yep. right? Oh, or yeah. the agnostic at least. We've moved to him now he's a full believer. Oh yeah. And he's he's on the whole he's on the self-sacrifice train at this point. Yep. He goes from self-righteous, single, thinking about himself, smuggler, to mm-hmm. now he's willing to give himself up for his son. 
to die. Yeah. Right. Um, so I like that. Ephesians 6, 12 says, For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Uh, so the force awakens because it has to, right? Because there's still evil in the world. Yeah. Because and not only is there still evil in the world, there's a, a dark threat, Snoke, whoever mm-hmm. the heck Snoke is, mm-hmm. and Kylo's there. And and if Luke truly is the last Jedi, he's retreated, he's given up, he doesn't want to fight anymore, he's doing his own thing, and somebody else has to rise up. Yeah. Um, so my grand shoehorn, as we've been shoehorning <laughs> everything, is this is going to feel good when it when the foot slides in here. Uh, this is Pentecost. Hmm. This is the spirit moving. This is um, the force spreading out now. Now you have Finn holding a lightsaber, right. whether he's a Jedi or not, whatever. Mm-hmm. You got Ray who's got a lightsaber. You've got everybody who Han Solo who believes. You've got whole households becoming believers, right? <laughs> it's moving. The force is awakening. The spirit is moving. Yeah. Right? The Jedi has returned. Now, now it's moving out. Now there's light in the universe. Mm-hmm. And and now the darkness has to hide. Right, it's the one who's been hiding out for so long. It's been hiding on the Emperor, on you know Star Killer Base. It's been hiding out, growing in the darkness. Yeah. But the light's been winning for a long time, right? Yeah. So it's it's interesting because now this you yeah in one of one episode previous you said I don't want to commit heresy. Now I'm going to say I don't want to commit the exact same heresy. Okay. All right. Do it. Do it. Do it. <laughs> so comparing the Holy Spirit to the Force yes. is not correct. No, because the Holy Spirit is a person. He's one Part of the of triune the members of the yes. God the Godhead, uh, but. There's some interesting parallels with the force. He is not the force. No. But there's some interesting parallels. Yes. So you've got the force was always a part of the Star Wars story. Uh, And then it seems to be gone. But then here we have the force awakens. Uh, Going with Pentecost. Pentecost, yeah. That's the the Holy Spirit is poured out on the people gathered at Pentecost. Um, And the Holy Spirit was in the Old Testament. Yeah. Holy Spirit's been throughout the entire Bible. Yeah. uh, But it was poured out specifically resting now on, on right. God's people. And Jesus says he's going to send a, a helper or companion. Yeah. yeah. Helper. The counselor. Yeah, the counselor. The great counselor. Yeah. So that's, that's interesting. Really, really cool. So, <laughs> oh, it's, it's, see the foot, foot sliding. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> this is great. God has a plan. The next part of this is uh, God has a plan for all of our lives. So the other thing I thought about was Luke goes from a moisture farmer, which now, is a weird occupation. Now I had to look this up. Okay. Uh, moisture farmer, it depended on vaporators it was a type of device that could harvest excess atmospheric humidity, and on hot and arid desert planets, so that was Tatooine, mm-hmm. uh, it would it would moisture farm, basically get water for people. Oh, so they so, could so they farmed water. Have water. Yeah. So he's a moisture farmer. Yeah. Okay, like the most the lamest job you could possibly imagine. Right. I'm gonna get water out of the air. Yeah. Raise a scrapper. On Jakku, who's alone, living alone as a little girl on this planet, has to grow up next to aliens, thinks that her parents have abandoned her, which they, they have, basically. Right. Uh, and she has no hope in life. She's just a scrapper. Yeah. Okay? So you have these two characters who really have no goal in life other than to do what they've been doing. Uh, Luke has some sort of ambition, but it's he's such a whiny little brat. Like, he just follows orders. He'll never make it. Yeah, never make it. Um, but God has a plan for our lives. And, and, and so Philippians 1, 9 through 11 sort of spells this out. Jeremy, you mind reading that? Sure. And this is my prayer, that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight, so that you may be able to discern what is best and may be pure and blameless for the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. So all of us, if, if you're a believer, uh, all of us have a great grand destiny. And that, that destiny is to be a part of God's plan. Yeah. 
And it, you know, think of it this way. There's a big story that God's writing Mm -hmm. and I may be a a period in that story, or Mm -hmm. I may be a a comma or a word or Jeremy. And we're just one little small little word in God's giant story. And so it doesn't matter if we think we're, you know, wherever you are, you could be a street sweeper. Or, you know, as R.C. Sproul sometimes says, the greatest dog catcher in the kingdom of God. Hmm. You know, Uh, you could be a dog catcher. And God has this great plan that he's going to use you to do great things. Now, with Ray and Luke, obviously, they do amazing things. Right. Empowered by the force. Yeah. Okay. To go out and do things. And they're called from their lives of mediocrity to a life of greatness. Yeah. And if you're a multi-billionaire, God might might grace you with the opportunity to be a period in his story. Yeah. Yeah. There's uh, there's things that we do for God that don't have to do with our position in life. They they have to do with our position in a God story. So. Yeah. What, what what episode? I think Empire. We talked about no little people. Francis Schaeffer. Yep, that's right. And he was talking about how God used a piece of a stick, mm-hmm. right? And so if even if you're a billionaire or you're the greatest dog catcher in the kingdom of God, whatever you are, yeah. God's going to use your story to bring himself glory. That's right. He's going to use your story to bring himself glory. That's a Tom, Tim Keller tweet. <laughs> uh, anyway, so so you're, you're there are no little people in God's kingdom. We're all big. We don't have to save the galaxy to be right big people. So what a, what a comfort that is because I don't feel like a big person. I feel like a little person and I feel sometimes like what I'm what I do day to day 9 to 5 is mediocrity, you mm-hmm. know. And I don't want to shoot I want to shoot for excellence. Yeah. But sometimes I feel small. And so it's a great comfort to me to know God's using me to do great things. Yeah. So uh, the next, the last little bit here is the powerful sacrifice of Han Solo. Um, there's a lot of discussion about this scene with him and Ray. I mean, yeah. I, I'm sorry, him and Kylo. Right. And we'll talk about that in a second. But this is John 15, 13. It says, greater love has no one than this to lay down one's life for one's friends. Um, all throughout, if we're sticking with the idea of Pentecost. Yeah. All throughout the book of Acts, after the Spirit has moved, the church is growing and growing, and Paul and Barnabas and Silas, they're being persecuted, Mm -hmm. and they're laying down their lives for one another for the sake of the gospel. Christians throughout the 10 waves of persecution for almost 300 years, they were persecuted after Christ left by the Romans. They were killed by Nero and Domitian, all these guys, and they lay down their lives for each other. They Mm -hmm. lay down their lives ultimately for Christ, for the sake of the gospel, and to because they love Jesus. Yeah. Uh, and so Han Solo acts as this figure who moves from atheism to agnosticism to a point where he's willing to lay down his life for his son, for somebody else, for the yeah. for a greater cause, right? And it's really cool. It's really cool to see that movement from his character. Yeah, talk about a redeemed character. Yeah, what a, what a redeemed character from smuggler to a guy who would lay down his life. Yeah. Just, just because a sexual know. predator in the middle there yeah. in empire. <laughs> yeah. What? A, oh, that's weird. Um, so, so yeah, so there's, like I said, as we've been going through, I hope you'll, everyone has friends who know star Wars mm-hmm. and I hope you'll have seen some of these stories that we're trying to pull out and show you the deeper pictures, the, the stuff that, that the Bible where nerd, you know, we always say the nerd gospel where the good news and nerd news collide. Yeah. Because this is the, this is the point where all good stories point us to a, the greatest story of all time. Mm-hmm. And that's the gospel. Good news. Yeah. So let's, let's have some fun here. Let's talk about fan theories or things we want to know, or I want to know. Okay. The first thing is Benicio del Toro is in last Jedi. Did you yeah, know I that? saw that? Yeah, that's weird. Right. Not a lot of people know he's not in the trailers. Right. Uh, we haven't really talked about him. Some guy named DJ DJ. That's the weirdest name ever. <laughs> Probably stands for something, right? Uh, some people think he's Ezra from the Disney cartoon rebels. Now the problem with this, is, like, have you ever seen that? No, it's like a animated thing. It's pretty right. good. It's pretty good. Clone Wars. I think the, my son used to watch that when he was in late elementary school. Yeah, they're pretty good. 
but people are begging. They keep begging for Rebels and the animated stuff to cross over. It's not going to happen. Yeah. This is my thing with the Gray Jedi. Just because the fans want it, we've seen that they don't they don't do what the fans want. Except they do their with own the thing. Gray Jedi. Yeah, except that's oh, up. that's going to happen. That's okay. definitely yeah. happening. <laughs> so uh, I don't think he's Ezra. I think he's probably just some random guy. Mm-hmm. Okay. There's another new girl named Rose Tico. Mm-hmm. Who, who is in the trailer. She has cute little hair, flips up, kind of like looks like 70s haircut. Hmm. Um, yeah, she, her name is Rose Tico. I think she's just a new character. New characters. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the next fan theory is that Ray is a Kenobi. What do you think about this? I don't think, uh, I guess it's weird, but I don't think that Ben yeah, so procreated. See, yeah, so from the original trailer, which we just watched, when you find him, it doesn't seem like he had a wife, does it? No. No. And she's not on Tatooine. No. Like what he had her and then shipped her off or yeah. His so wife this bailed? once again, it comes from the animated series clone wars where he likes this girl named Satine mm-hmm. and there's this other girl named Sabine <laughs> who, <laughs> right. Uh, who they think is secretly Obi-Wan's daughter, but they can't talk about it, whatever. So huh. possibly Sabine is the mother of Ray. It's such a stretch. People okay. are just reaching, right? Right, right? They're reaching here. So that makes no sense to me. Uh, people who keep arguing for Ray to be a Kenobi, I don't. I don't think it makes any sense. The only, the biggest, the best argument for this is that they're making a solo Kenobi movie, like an Obi Wan Kenobi movie by itself. Yeah. So in that, maybe they they reveal that Ray is a Kenobi, and then they then they parse it out in that mm. movie. Okay. I don't think. I still think that's a long shot. So what do you think for Ray? Well, let's. So I have some lists here. <laughs> oh, okay. The first, the first plausible one is that Luke Skywalker and Mara Jade, which is actually in the the original canon, mm-hmm. the one that they tossed out, they actually had kids, which they do in the in the book series. Who's Mara Jade? Mara Jade's another Jedi. Okay. Yeah. Great. So they have kids, which I think makes sense. Luke's been gone the whole time. Why wouldn't he have some sort of relationship? Uh-huh. I don't know. I don't know why he wouldn't. It just seems like the. From the prequels, I guess, I'm getting that it didn't seem like the Jedi did that. They were yeah, expressly he, he's forbidden. got no counsel. He's got nobody to tell him what to do. So he can do whatever he wants. He's the last Jedi. Literally in the movie, they say, I, I meant to mention this Return of Jedi, Yoda or, or Kenobi, somebody says, you are the last Jedi. Yeah. They literally call yeah. Luke the last yeah. Jedi. And it's just like like Luther and all those guys back in the day. They're like, you know what? We're yeah. going to take wives. Yeah. He's the There's last, no so, reason we so, can't. Yeah. So maybe he did. Okay. Uh, Han and Leia. That's this is the theory that she's the daughter of Han and Leia. I think that may have some validity to it. I don't know why they wouldn't. I don't know why Han Solo wouldn't just tell her. Yeah. Like, what's the point of hiding that? And I why did they know. raise Kylo and not? I I don't know. Ray to, to hide her, I guess, from Kylo. But they didn't know that. I don't. They know. They wouldn't have known that to begin with. I don't think unless it makes they sense. wiped her memory. My, uh, on no. a side tangent, when when Ray lands on the planet of Jakku, she's wearing Padawan robes. Right. Like her outfit looks like she was Padawan Rose. Yeah. My only theory is that she was being trained by Luke, which explains her quick. She she uses the force very quickly and picks up lightsaber and knows how to use it very quickly. Mm-hmm. I think maybe she was being trained by Luke if she's related to him. And maybe either he memory wiped her, did a Jedi mind trick on her, uh-huh. or they rushed her off as a kid, hid her on the planet to, to protect her from, because Kylo kills all the younglings. Right. Just like Anakin did. Yeah. And so if he's Anakin... You know, there's mirroring going on, obviously, storytelling. Mm-hmm. So I think that's... Uh, the, the This is bizarre. That some people think Snoke and the dark side, like Snoke made her out of the Force. Sort of like how Anakin was made via... Like, like literally, Shmi Skywalker has him. And she, they go, who's your dad? And she goes, I don't know. I was just pregnant. What? You never didn't knew that? No. So... Yeah. So Anakin has a... Uh and it's a virgin birth? Yes. Okay. Yeah, and th- there's direct correlations there. Obviously, Lucas wow. in his mind was trying to make him, yeah. 
So yeah. Anakin has a virgin birth. I with, thought we were stretching this Luke as Christ no, thing. <laughs> no, no, no. She she has the baby with midichlorians, basically, with the Force. That's ridiculous. I know, I know. Uh, so Snoke, some people think Snoke has now figured out how to make children with the dark side. And then just left her on some scrapping yeah, planet? bonkers. Seems like you would want to keep her the, close. Now, this is a new idea, and I think this is actually really cool. Okay. They think she's a clone of Luke. So when Luke gets his arm cut off, where does that arm go? Maybe the dark side took the arm. It fell down the hole. Yeah, but so the lightsaber showed up, right? The lightsaber that he was holding showed up. Is it? I thought he. That's when he made his new one. He constructed yeah his old lightsaber. His old was his father's lightsaber. Remember, it shows back up, and they don't know where it showed up. So and Maz Kanata has it somehow. How interesting. So, anyways, I think that's a cool idea that he that she's a clone of Luke. I think that's pretty cool. Uh, the other thing is Ray's parents won't matter. That's the other idea. I think that's probably the most likely. I Where there'll be all this speculation yeah, and they'll just yeah, I, never I, explain it? I, no, I think they'll explain it. It'll just be two new characters that didn't matter. They literally hid their daughter to protect her. They had to hide her on Jakku for some reason. Mm-hmm. That's the point. You see the plane fly in. It drops her off on Jakku and then they leave. And you yeah. see her looking off. And that big alien creature who's played by Simon Pegg, oddly enough, Obvious. is <laughs> oddly enough, it's really bizarre, it cares for her or takes care of her in some way. So who left her there? Hmm. So there has to be something else going on that we don't know about, but somebody protected her for some reason. And for some reason, the Millennium Falcon is there with her. What, That's yeah. interesting. That's interesting. And the fact that, that the lightsaber responds to her is interesting. So I think yeah. the most likely thing is that she's related to Luke or she's a clone of Luke or something of that nature. Hmm. So, uh, the next fan theory is that Snoke is Ray's and Anakin's father doubtful that he manip- manipulated the force to create life. I just don't think see that happening. Hmm. The fourth one is that Luke is the bad guy. What do you think? That's looking more and more likely that Luke's turning something. The dark. bad guy in what sense? Uh, that he's, that he's going to disrupt the Jedi forever. Like but I get the idea. He's that, the only Jedi. Yeah. But I get the idea that he's done, that he's read something. Cause you see those books right? and he's, there's something about a force tree. I get the feeling that he's discovered something sinister about the force or something about the Jedi. Uh-huh. That he is done with, and so this is where your great Jedi. This is where your great yeah, thing comes great in. Jedi. Okay, all right, all right. This is it. Uh, so maybe that's what's happening. I don't know. Where he's not know. evil, he just is yeah. now against the Jedi. Yeah, he's just done with the old way. He's like, like eh, get this stuff out of here. I like it. I'm gonna take a wife. Yeah, Ray will turn <laughs> to the dark side and team up with Kylo Ren. I think that's a bait and switch. Mm. Uh, you see, you see, this is actually a line from Force Awakens. Kylo says, "You need a teacher. I can show you the ways of the Force." He's not talking to Ray. No, no, that's from Force Awakens. Oh. Yeah, that's actually yeah. from Force Awakens. I'm with you. Yeah. So he says, you need a teacher. I can show you the way it's Force. And she says, the Force. And she kind of thinks about it for a second. Hmm. Now, in the new trailers, there she says, I need someone to teach me. And and we don't know if she's talking to Kylo or to Luke or something. Right. I think it's Luke because it looks like she's training actually on that little island. Right. Uh, whatever. I'm just throwing it out there to throw it out there. Two mm-hmm. more really quick. Luke will uncover a dark secret about Jedi history, become the final Jedi. Like he'll say, I'm done with it. We're all gray Jedis now. <laughs> it's not going to happen. I'm just putting it out there. Yep. And the last thing, seven, uh, what was up with Han and Kylo? So Brandon Craig of the reform pub, Brandon, if you're listening, you're getting a shout out. He did a lot of work on this. He took <laughs> scene by scene by scene, wrote out the words on it. Uh-huh. And he doesn't think anything was happening there. I, I disagree. I think Han, and Kylo, I think there's something deeper going on there. I don't yeah. know what, obviously, but I think I think there's a deeper conversation happening that we're not privy to at the moment, right? And we're seeing something. Yeah. that's just we're just seeing what's happening, not yeah, not what because it really it's means. odd. Like he says, "I need your help," 
and he says, okay, I can help you or whatever. Mm-hmm. What does he need help with? Like, there's a conversation that's happening there. It's like almost like an understanding when they look at each other that we don't know about. Hmm. Because it doesn't, I just, if they're going to try to redeem Kylo, I don't know why they would put that scene in unless they wanted us to really think he was evil. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. Well, they'd have to explain it. If they want to redeem, well, no, they don't. I think you, they want they to. They redeemed Darth Vader. No. Darth I, Vader was a bad dude. And Kylo is the Anakin. He wants to be Darth Vader. Hmm. So it makes sense. The mirror still going on. If Rey is Luke and Kylo is Anakin, it makes yeah. sense that Kylo will turn good. I guess. Well, we'll see what happens because there's also a scene where he's he's fighting a pilot. He's in the ship and his mom's in the other ship. Yeah. And he has to blow her up. And we don't see that from the trailer. We're like, he's very conflicted there. Yeah. Do you know anything about whether they're saying that this is supposed to be the last movie in this story arc? Or are they not saying that? No. The, no, there's there's two more. There's one more after this. Oh. Then it'll be done. So this is the middle. There's a, there's a trilogy here. Okay. Yeah, they'll go nine, and then they'll stop. So they're doing nine, and then uh, Ryan Johnson's going to make the whole new series. I so. guess when this comes out, it'll just be days before this movie comes out. Yeah. People will be, well, we will be so excited. Yeah, I'm I'm so <laughs> pumped about it. Like, the, the 15th is when it comes out. 14th yeah. if you go the night before. Mm-hmm. So... I'm excited. It's really long. If, you, if you're on the Facebook page, Jeremy posted, it's like, what, th- almost two and a half hours long? I think it's like 240. Yeah. Wow. Be very so there's, lengthy. There's a lot that's going to happen. It's going to be absolutely be. wild. <laughs> um, so to finish it all off, uh, I hope you've enjoyed our little series here. It's been a lot of fun. I've had fun mm-hmm. going through it. Um, it, it, it doesn't fit exactly like, of course, obviously, like all analogies break down. Um, we're obviously trying to shoehorn these. But the big themes that we're drawing out, we're not shoehorning those, right? Obviously, right. the big themes are there. To fit nicely in our little package, we're trying to shoehorn like, you know, uh, death, grave, resurrection, and Pentecost. Obviously, mm-hmm. I don't think it's too far of a stretch. I think we've done a decent job. Pat ourselves in the back. Good job. Great job. Us. Uh, but anyways, that's all we're going to say. So that's Force Awakens. We've had a, a blast going through these. I'm excited for The Last Jedi, and we'll be talking about that next week. Yep. And we do want to continue to, well, our last one. So the uh, Society yeah. of Reform Podcasters is, uh, we're, we're the fifth, so there's four others. We've talked about them for the last three episodes. So the, uh, the last one is called Reformed Outlook. Yep. And this is uh, Chris, Chris and Chris. Chris and Chris. Chris Cross. No? Chris Cross. Chris Cross. Oshkosh Biosh. Mm, maybe. Yeah. Uh, so Chris and Chris are doing that one. <laughs> and uh, this is another high theology uh, podcast. They just did an episode. On uh, Thanksgiving. The last one we heard was on, on Thanksgiving. Uh, not on Thanksgiving, the date, but (laughs) But on the topic of Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. (laughs) Uh, And they got pretty deep into like, what is it that we have to be thankful for? And who is it that we have to to show that thanks to? And of course that is everything and God. Yeah. And, uh, but these guys are, you know, it's that high level conversation. If you like the Reformed Brotherhood, I think you'll like this one. Yeah. So if you haven't tried that out yet, definitely give them a listen and see what you think. Yeah. We, Jeremy and I are so, we're excited to be in the Society of Reformed Podcasters. Um, We love doing this and we're thankful for those guys, those brothers in Christ. So it's really great. So uh, thanks so much for listening, as always, to the Nerd Gospel Podcast. I'm Heath. I'm Jeremy. Stay nerdy.